that uh, Bontemps grew up for some years on a dairy farm. Some years. <laughs> some years uh, well, are all I, the it, years. Well, yeah. Well, not like when you were like 17. Were you? Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Really? What do you mean? Yeah. Yes. I thought I thought you moved out of there earlier than that. No. He's not like me. He didn't get shipped. Post boarding post school. Co- yeah, I didn't go to boarding school like McMahon. I was on the farm until post-college. So. There wow. you go. Okay, I didn't know all that. Well, I wish you'd go back. He knows how to milk a cow, uh, McMahon. Uh, I have so done that. It's it. not not fun. <laughs> um. All right. Well, not, not speaking of not fun, Adam Silver. I'm utterly impressed on Wednesday. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> To rewash a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Small banana. Oh, fake plop. Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. <laughs> Their defense is atrocious. Atrocious. I'm the rock star. Right on the cowboy. People. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the plan here. It comes with dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Let's go. Welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Wendelkin, Ben Craw. Ben, it's uh, it's September. School mm. is back in session, which you yeah. know. Yeah, leaves your, are turning brown. Yep, your summer vacation is over. It's going to be seven nights a week now. Mm. Of homework. Mm-hmm. Um, Schedule is going to ramp up from here. Yeah, absolutely. So time to know, get back to the back to the grind. Back to the grind. Uh, it, it begins now. Putting in, putting in the work, uh, mm-hmm. and this goes all the way through the NBA Finals in June. Then, yep. then we send you out to Vegas for Summer League in July. Of yep. So, before we dive in here, uh, give me a quick thought at the top of the show. The NBA is back. Fall is here. How are Basketball you feeling? Basketball is back. How are you feeling about it all? Remember, this is a this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about basketball being back in your life? You're not playing fantasy basketball this year, correct? I I. I am uh, involuntarily playing one more season of fantasy basketball because I was uh, unsuccessful. Although it's still, there's still time. Uh, Oh, if any of our listeners uh, like fantasy basketball, like uh, literally email us and I can tell you about a a fantastic (laughs) opportunity to join a really wonderful uh, and really exciting and fun and friendly uh, fantasy basketball league. Yeah. You'll be taking over my franchise. Absolutely. Um, don't do it. Ben who, has gutted his franchise. No, nope. I, I, it's, I have a really, it's like, it's a dynasty league. I'm in a really good uh, long term draft picks. Do you have a situation? Year? I have all, well, I, I have, <laughs> I have several draft picks. Um, uh-huh. The first uh, one is not until round seven, but okay. that's not an issue. I know that sounds bad, but it's it's actually a good thing, um, so that which I can explain to you. When your when your turn is up, that means first player off the board is who? Emmanuel Quickly. That's the sort of player that we're talking about. Is your yeah um, potentially your yeah draft pick. yeah. I mean, unless yeah, Quickly is pretty Austin yeah, Reeves. He, he, yeah, yeah, Austin Reeves could be available still at that point. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really fun uh, if you you know if you like um, you know dynasty building and you're and you're into scouting uh, some some deep cut free agents and and rookies and so forth. It'll be a, a really good time. So please reach out. Um, 
It's a wonderful and storied franchise, which any fantasy basketball player would be fortunate to take over. So please um, reach out about this exciting once-in-a-lifetime opportunity uh, if you are interested. And how could you not be? Um, I will set you up. Um, So, yeah. um, Other than that, of course, I've been following everything very closely. Yeah. Summer League was exciting. Um, Camp is right around the corner, uh, I believe. Preseason begins media day. Just a couple days away here, Ben. Yeah, very, very uh, close. We're right We're right in the smack, the heart of the action, as I like to call yep. it. Um, yep. Well, so a lot you know, happening. Ben, we are immersed uh, these days in the NBA rumor mill. Like mm-hmm. Media day is like a week away at this point. Training mm-hmm. camps will be literally opening any minute now. Yep, yep. Um, the gossip, Ben, the hearsay, the word on the street, the grapevine, mm. that's basically where you and I live. It's where our bread is buttered. Yep. It's been coming hot and heavy. There's been a lot of speculation about where players and, of course, league executives may wind up. This is always, you know, fodder, great interest for NBA fans, you know, is such and such team president going to be moving over, you know, from, who was it, Tim Connolly moved from the Nuggets to the, the T-Wolves and... You know, Daryl Morey moving from Houston to Philly. Oh, always, always fun to speculate and you know, think about that. And mm-hmm. we are beginning to um, beginning to get some answers now here in the middle of September. And mm. after a year or so of waiting, Ben, the hemming and hawing about uh, Robert Sarver's punishment is over. Oof, we're, we're here finally. Today. The yeah. shoe has dropped. Yeah, we're here today for a quick reaction, a discussion about it. What yeah. the league did and did not get right, and why we think um, this is what the league handed down. So, to recap, um, almost a year ago, Baxter Holmes at ESPN published a report detailing extensive wor- workplace racism, misogyny, misconduct in the Phoenix Suns uh, organization, with the main culprit being team owner and team governor Robert Sarver. The NBA hired its own independent investigators, a law firm, and basically they reviewed ESPN's findings and, you know, basically said it all corroborated. <laughs> they like basically what Baxter what Baxter said was true. Mm. Uh, Robert Sover did all that stuff. Turns out he didn't just make that all up. No. Um, yeah. We discussed this, Ben, in pretty, you know, intricate detail about a year ago, and it's all... It's all bad, harrowing stuff. I'd prefer we not go into great deal, detail about it here, but, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's bad stuff. It involves repeated use of the N-word, uh, talking to employees. Well, wait now, mood. only five times, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Is that what the report confirmed? Okay. It's exactly five. Five after and only he five. Was re- after he was repeatedly told, you absolutely cannot say that. Please don't, you know, please don't use that language. Uh, the The report included, uh, you know, uh, him talking to employees about, about lewd, sexually inappropriate stuff, talking to employees about how he owned them, uh, dropping his pants in a team meeting. Um, former Suns coach Earl Watson described being forced to fire his agent, Rich Paul, because Sarver didn't like him. Sarver pantsing a 25-year-old employee in front of 60 other people that he worked with during an ALS ice bucket challenge. He attempted to bar a pregnant employee from doing her job. I mean, it's just the stories go on and on and on. It's, it's, it's like the worst kind of racism, sexism. Misogyny. So wait, he pants one employee, but then he also pants himself in a meeting. Um, yeah. I believe the story was something about like a doctor was like giving him a physical 
and mm. like totally unprompted like he just like took off all of his clothes cool and the doctor cool. was like we do this a, every year like, that's a good goof yeah. please don't do this and like the doctor yeah. i believe was like on his knees in in front of his like waist and he was just like like it was sort of suggestive that it was like uh yeah you know, not good yeah yeah classic um, prank um yeah so the punishment just handed down from the nba you know the nba hired these investigators they interviewed hundreds of current and former Suns employees, and the league decided on uh, what they considered a fair punishment for Robert Sarver. They're suspending him from NBA activity for a year, fining him $10 million, a fraction of his net worth, and they are requiring that he complete a training program on uh, workplace behavior. Yeah, that'll be good. So, Ben, I'm, I'm sure battling here. I'm sure that'll help. I'm curious, like, what your thought and reaction was to you know the punishment that was handed out when you heard it um i mean on one level i was amused by the idea of a 10 million dollar fine yeah it's just such a like comically large number for a for like a fine which is usually like i don't know a few like, hundred thousand makes, dollars who makes 10, 10 million dollars in the nba like what what is the level like alec burks i think makes 10 million dollars for the knicks <laughs> like yeah that it's like literally right. a year of alec it's like yeah. one year of a role player's salary yeah that's what they find him for like right. 30 years of yeah crushing people you know yeah yeah um, and I don't know exactly what his net worth is, uh, currently, but it's obviously, you know, multi-billions, I, yeah. uh, and, uh, and dollars. I, would, I think the, uh, let's say his multi-billionaire worth, I think is largely tied to the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, his ownership of the Suns, he bought the team, I want to say for four or $500 million. I think it was 400 million and it's now worth like probably two billion i I know he's not like a full owner he's like like, it's like five or six x uh, yeah the the investment and it's so his investment since 20 like 2014 like now we're not talking like a 30-year ownership period he's he's owned it for like less than a decade yeah his investment has wildly increased yeah the back on the backs of these people who he has abused putting it mm-hmm. lightly um, yeah. and exploited yeah. yeah um but anyways i was asking you just about your reaction when you heard about the punishment you said you were kind of amused just based on like what a small amount of money 10 million dollars is yeah um and like obviously it seems like the reaction to silver's handling of the whole situation from the punishment itself to the very problematic press conference that uh, Silver gave afterward about it in which he said stuff like, well, there's a different standard if you own a team versus if you work for a team. Uh, I forget his exact words. but Not good, sure. Adam. Not good. Yeah, not exactly what I think he meant to say there. Uh, I guess he's since tried to like walk it back uh, somewhat. Um, and then there's another thing, yeah, trying to be like, oh, well, a lot of this stuff is like years old, like almost sort of excusing the behavior, um, you know, somehow trying to justify the fact... But, like, one thing I'm not clear on, and I'll be honest with you, Chris, I have gone pretty well out of my way to um, avoid uh, yeah. knowing thinking, anything about yeah. this story or thinking about it. Um, I find it uh, distasteful, depressing, and I don't care to uh, know about it. Um, but, uh, so maybe this is a, there's an obvious answer to this, but um, what is actually, like the nba able to do because you can't just say oh you can't 
own this team anymore. Um, no, I, I they, think... they can't. They can't force any sales. They can do the lifetime ban from arenas, but they can't do a lifetime ban. So they're suspending him for a year, and I've heard that that's like actually like they're serious. Like he can't like have like a burner and like email employees. Um, he can't try to like you know be like man like whatever general manager in the shadows. Like he's actually, but like I don't know how they enforce a year long ban, and if they're able to enforce a year long ban, that would you know suggest that they would be able to do a lifetime ban. Even if they can't force him to sell the team, they can say you're banned from the arena, certainly, the same way they did with uh, with Sterling, with Donald Sterling. They can say that you're banned from, I don't know, yeah, like any team communications. Um, so basically, like, right, we can't force you to sell, but we can prevent you from effectively being the person who runs this organization. Um, but yeah, anyway, they didn't do that. They did a year-long ban. Um which is like they just didn't seem to like to to like think down the road far enough to be like what's going to happen in a year <laughs> is he just going to come back <laughs> and everyone's going to be like all right you're good now you went through your hr training your sensitivity training you're a good guy now cool we're we're all happy to play for you and work for you now yeah the punishment is a joke. Um, I mean if obviously if they were ser- if the NBA was serious about changing the tox- toxic workplace, you know, culture at the Suns, I assure you sending Robert Sarver to training to a training course for a year is going to have virtually no effect. (laughs) Um, yeah, but I I'm with you, you know, like I, unfortunately it's very sad. I don't know, like I'm not a lawyer. Uh, so I don't really understand like what technically is possible, but I just don't understand how you can force in this country uh, how you can force someone to sell something that belongs to them if they didn't break a law. Um, right, right. Like, yeah. is, like, we're not talking about someone going to jail. We're not talking about someone who's like fraud, like a fraudster or didn't t- pay taxes. That's not what's happening here. So it, it's like a private business. Um, so I, I think people, it, it's a PR disaster for the league, specifically Adam Silver, who, you know, like showing any kind of leniency on the issue in any way, like siding with Robert Sarver was, is going to be a disaster because it's sort of like him saying, look, the behavior is bad, but it's forgivable. And it sets this bad, dangerous precedent for every other owner. Um, <laughs> and if your organization has rampant racism and harassment and misogyny and abuse you know, hey, look, what's the worst that can happen, right? You just write a $10 million check, you go to a sensitivity training for a year, then you'll be back in the league. But, you know, like, I guess my, my like, big thought here was, like, you know, people bring up Donald Sterling. How come Adam Silver didn't give this guy the Donald Sterling treatment? Um, why did Sarver seemingly get off easier than Sterling? And... Like I said, I don't understand the technicalities of forcing someone to sell, but it seems like Adam Silver works for the owners and the owners do not want, um, you know, they don't want this guy gone. Um, it's it, an obvious thing to me would have just been for Adam Silver to ban him indefinitely and just say like, look, uh, there's an indefinite suspension and banning on Robert Sarver. He's never going to be involved with the league. He's never going to be involved with the Suns. And get him to the point where he's so depressed and upset 
and just sort of remove that he f- agrees to sell on his own accord. Um, but I, I don't know why Silver didn't take that route, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess he'll keep talking about it. I'm sure he will keep getting asked about it. And um, But, yeah, it's... I do have a theory. Okay, yeah. what's your theory? Um, so Adam Silver basically, like, rubber-stamped Robert Sarver's behavior as basically being, like, bad but permissible. Mm-hmm. And... I think, you know, like I said, Adam Silver is a stand-in for the 30 other rich, mostly bad people who own NBA teams. Right. Um, It's a group of people who are largely men. They're largely white, and mostly they're billionaires. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they're all billionaires. Yeah. yeah, Their political (laughs) affiliations tend to lean in one direction, which is basically in the interest of capital and supporting politicians and causes that help them make even more money regardless sure. of the political party. Yep. Um, and the reason Silver is looking past Sarver's bad behavior is that once he bans him for being a racist and a sexist and abusive, mm. then he literally has to do that with every other owner in the league. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Um, As Mark Cuban has said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very slippery slope when it comes to policing behavior and uh and yeah the yeah the the moral makeup of of the nba's uh you know actual uh the people who actually run the league um you know as everyone's noted like adam silver's not the boss of the nba he is an employee of the owners um so yeah i mean it's a little bit like you know, every uncomfortable issue uh, in this country and in the world where it's like, yeah, the reason why, like, we're in a lot of the predicaments that we're in is because, you know, to actually take a step back and address one problem would mean addressing all of the problems at the very root, which would literally necessitate just, like, clean slate start from scratch because everything (laughs) everything is so completely just corroded and diseased and polluted that like to actually address any of that would just be uh, it's just yeah it's it's too overwhelming and too daunting if you're gonna say like we're gonna we're gonna do it all um which is why every single you know, policy proposal is always like, oh, well, you know, you got to just uh, take your you know, your victories where you can and small steps, progressivism, and we'll get there eventually. And, you know, you don't want to do no shocks to the system because, you know, people wouldn't like that and it would be too, too difficult to manage. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at a certain level, it's like, uh, it makes perfect sense. It's like, yeah, I get it. Like, uh, he's not going to, kick out the 30 owners of the NBA. And if he were to do that, he would have to replace them with 30 new owners. And, uh, it turns out there's literally have to find 30 new billionaires who don't have skeletons in their closet. Yeah. Who are all perfectly moral, upstanding, uh, wholesome members of the community, um, who believe in good and just causes. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, 
I mean, I don't really know. I don't. I don't really have all that much to say uh, on this. Again, I've been mostly avoiding it because it's just kind of depressing. And um, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can try to not think about any of these things when we consume I'm, this entertainment product. Um, but yeah, as we've discussed, it's so it's, it, that becomes increasingly more difficult as we I'm age. curious if uh, any of the other owners, basically that, the only way anything would ever change is if, you know, a majority of the 30 other owners said, we want this guy gone, um, which is like a very steep uh ask like yeah i don't did they actually like take any kind of vote i think i remember hearing something like 25 of the 30 owners were like basically not supportive but or i don't know maybe i made that up but i thought it was basically like pretty clear that the punishment well yeah or at least like we're not demanding that he be removed completely like the punishment is good enough and yeah kind of a thing i don't know yeah, so I don't know if I there mean, was like a vote on that or what. I think uh, this is where we really need Bontemps. I feel like Tim Bont, <laughs> like the greatest service that P- Tim Bontemps could do us right now is a straw poll of the owners, mm. being completely anonymous. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, he would never show his cards like that. But if Bontemps could get all thirty owners to commit to yes or no, I want Robert Sarver back in the league in a year. Mm. I would, would love be, that. Yeah, that would be a big get for him. So, Tim, if you're listening, um, yeah, uh, get in touch. I have an assignment. <laughs> yep, got some um, work for you. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like the only way anything could ever change, it's not from Adam Silver, unfortunately. Adam Silver no. is just like a meat shield. <laughs> yeah, he has um, no fucking power. Yeah, it's it's if the the owners basically are forced to take a stance on Robert Sarver and basically like co-sign him or be like, no, we won't be in business with this guy anymore. And the way to mobilize the owners, it's always the same stupid thing. It's like, well, maybe if LeBron threatened to not play, Jeannie Buss would, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always on the players to... Yeah. they're, They're always forced to carry water for the crappy people that own these teams um, yeah which is it's just so sad because it's not their job it's not their responsibility it has it's like the most cowardly thing uh to expect i think that these people who are in no way involved in the situation should have to like risk their livelihood or like forego a paycheck um for something that they're literally not involved with at all but I feel like that's the only way anything could ever change is if basically, you know, LeBron and Chris Paul and the stars of the league uh, basically just said, you know, hey, you know, Kevin Durant, hey, we're not going to play um, unless this we have like a commitment that this guy's gone from the league and, you know, to force their, the hand of their owners. But it's just it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised. Um, although NBPA executive director Tamika Tremalio, I'm just seeing now, uh, calls for a lifetime ban. Um, 
I mean, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not like a, it's not a radical idea. Like he's like the, it's, it's absolutely insane that this guy is in theory going to be back at Phoenix Suns games <laughs> in a year, like yeah. in free agent meetings in a year. Like, um, it's crazy. I mean, I know PayPal said that it was going to be taking its sponsorship off the Jersey of the Phoenix Suns. Um, and, uh, and, and they will, they will continue to ban their, their relationship with the Suns if Sarver returns in a year. Right. But so, I mean, like those things, like, I guess move the needle, but the truth is like PayPal is not going to have problems finding another NBA Jersey to put their logo on. Like they're, <laughs> right. they're just going to get, you know, a, a couple hundred million dollars from some other team to be the corporate sponsor. So it's, it's they'll be fine. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Good, good luck, I guess. Good, good luck to, to Robert on his, uh, his training. I, uh, I hope it goes well. Mm. Uh, I hope he enjoys his time off. I mean, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess we'll see what happens from here. We'll be keeping our we'll be keeping our eye on it. Um, yeah, Ben, we both have we both have things to do today. Is what I was trying to say. So mm. I'll let you go. Yeah, NBA training camp right around the corner. I know you're very excited. Fantasy basketball starting any day for you. I know can't you, wait for you, fantasy basketball. A reminder in the midst of your research, probably putting in all the work already. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that's very exciting for you. Yeah, and but if anyone anyone does uh, would would like to take over my team, please reach out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, till next time, Ben. Thanks as always for listening to Swish FM. Rate, review the show in Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places you get podcasts. Grab some merch over at swishfm.com. And Ben, a pleasure as always. Enjoy the hoops. All right. You too, Chris. Always fun to do the pod. You can listen to Swish FM.